Hey everybody, welcome back. Happy Sunday. Glad that you've decided to join with us again. Last week, I told you guys uh, that we would be baptizing my neighbor, Josh, and I told you I would bring that uh, footage to you. And right now, would you just join and celebrate with heaven as we celebrate with Josh through baptism? Hey, I'm here with uh, one of my dearest friends in the world, Josh. Hey, Josh, there's a couple things that I I know about you, man. Man, we've been friends almost going on a year. It'll go on a year. Uh, You're consistent. You're faithful. And God's put something in you to be an investigator. It's a gift. It's a gift. And you're going to investigate for people who need investigating. And I just, I just want you to know, man, I think it's just one of the coolest spiritual gifts that God's really gonna continue to use in your life. And I'm watching you and your family just continue to grow in, in unique ways. And God's just doing it work, man. But today uh, we're about to throw a party because I believe in heaven, we're gonna join a party that's being thrown. And he says, there's more rejoicing that happens when one comes to him than 99 who are with him. He's like, let's throw a party. And so that's what we're gonna do today, man. Today, my brother, what do you come declaring or saying? Like, what's this commitment? I want to trust Jesus with my life completely. I'm tired of beating myself up. That's it. And it's that confession in the name that has completed you. There's a promise that comes along with what his work has been. And it's no longer trust in your work, what you can do. It's all a trust in what he has done and the promises he's laid out for you. It's imparted to you. It's yours. Now, the journey of growing together is discovering what that means and what it looks like lived out. That's the journey we're on together. But my brother, it's an honor to baptize you, my my brother, in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit baptized in in Christ Jesus, raised to walk a brand new life. Come on. (laughs) You have no idea what that means to me personally. You know, last year we talked about really just getting outside of our comfort zone and realizing that our neighbor is next to us on purpose. And I'm the only neighbor they have. And so if we are going to actually be a neighbor that Jesus calls us to and love them the way that we desire to be loved is that we got to know our neighbor. And as I'm talking about that, I I told my wife, I said, baby, we got to know our neighbor. (laughs) And so we decided during one of those quarantine kind of times and we said, you know what? Nobody's holding us in our house. Let's walk the block and see what God does. And so as we walk the block, we see our, our, our neighbor standing out and we decide to meet them, connect with them. And before you know it, we just became really good friends. We started talking Jesus and hanging out. And before you know it, our neighbors are coming to church with us at Midtown. And we're watching life change happen. And, and that family is just precious. And we're just what, what God is doing in their lives. And I believe what God is going to continue to do through their life is only going to have a ripple effect that goes on for generation upon generation upon generation. And when I think back, All it took was to leave my house and connect with my neighbor. And just the faithfulness of saying, yes, God, I'll go. (laughs) And then God takes it from there. And every step of the way, like we talked about last week, just to connect with who's right in front of you. And as you do that, there's a consequence or there's a ripple effect that will continue on 
and on and on. We see that played out all through the scriptures. And what we talked about last week is so crucial for us to understand this principle, that this is the very essence of what Jesus does himself as he connects with the woman at the well, as he's going to reach the town of Samaria, but doesn't pass by the woman because he knows that who is right in front of him is who he must serve. And as he serves that one that's right in front of him, the goal that he actually set out to accomplish gets accomplished by the providence of God. God's inside of the service right there in the things that don't make sense to us as humans when we simply adopt his kingdom rules and begin to operate according to what he says, not what maybe we want to think or understand, the God wave begins right there. And so we see the, the, the town of Samaria get reached because Jesus stops at a woman who's sitting at the well by herself. We see the same principle laid out that we talked about as Jesus recognizes a guy who's in a tree that nobody likes. He connects with the guy who's in a tree that nobody likes, and he ends up taking his wealth and giving it away to those that he's ripped off. Every one of those encounters is a ripple effect of Jesus stopping that day and simply noticing who was right in front of him. Do you remember the two rules that Jesus sets for the kingdom? Do you remember what we talked about last week? We talked about where should we go and what should we do? Where should we go? Should we go searching for the kingdom here or there? Or, or where should we go? I'm afraid that if I go there, I might miss it there. Or I might miss it here. When in fact, Jesus said, the kingdom is among you. The kingdom is right where you are. And maybe you don't have the stage that the pastor has. Maybe you don't have a stage to proclaim the word. But listen, the same word that saves from a stage is the same word that saves in your neighborhood. It's the same word that saves in the kitchen at Crystal's. It's the same word all over the place. And you and I, as Jesus' people, have been united by the same word. Thank you, Jesus, for the word that saves and for putting us right where we are to have purpose in our homes, in our businesses, in the neighborhood, on a stage, wherever you are. The kingdom is among you. Don't miss it today, looking tomorrow where you're not at. Look right where you are. You're right inside the kingdom. Then what do I do inside the kingdom? What's the big move I got to do? He says simply, if you want to do something great, serve right where you are. Serve who's right in front of you. And if you want to do something uh, really wonderful, do what Jesus did. He says, I laid for you the model of what serving looks like. Now, I want to clarify something really quick. When we think of the word servant, some of us think of pushover. If Jesus is the perfect model of a servant, I want to tell you, he is not a pushover. But what he is also not is a bully. Jesus rides the perfect line of perfectly serving. He perfectly serves in this way. He gives you right what you need. He meets your needs. This is how Jesus serves everyone he comes in contact with. Now, let's follow up this message 
And, and I can't wait to continue to tell uh, what God's doing, the ripple effect of what God's doing through Midtown Community. Like, so pumped. 2021, look out, the kingdom is on the move. So we finish the story in John chapter 4. Now, he's just, or Jesus just left the town of Samaria after he stayed two full days. So he meets the woman at the well. They share the message with the entire town of Samaria. The Samaritans say, please stay with us. We want to hear more. They stay two full days, and they begin the journey to Galilee. This is what begins to happen next. Verse 45 of John chapter 4. So when he came to Galilee, the Galileans welcomed him. Having seen all that he had done in Jerusalem at the feast, for they too had gone to the feast. What's he talking about? So you remember, this is the second journey to, to Galilee or Cana. You remember the first entrance to Cana was in John chapter 2, when he's invited to a, a wedding feast. And what happens at the feast, his mom is there, comes to him and says, look, Jesus, they done ran out of the good stuff. They don't got no more wine at this wedding and they're going to have trouble. So we need you to do something. <laughs> one, of my, one of my favorite lines and, and just revealing the humanity of Jesus. When he says in John chapter 2, uh, verse 4, he says, Jesus said to her, Woman, what does this have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. But his mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. <laughs> she knew something that nobody knew. And I would have loved the backstory on that. How did this lady know that uh, Jesus could do all the stuff he could do? But she knew who to come talk to. And Jesus said, woman, what is this to me? This isn't my time. But what does Jesus do? He meets them right where they are. He honors his mother. And he honors the people there. And he goes, this got nothing to do with me. But here's the deal. Fill the water jugs with uh, water and uh, take, a, take a cup to, to the head guy in charge of the wedding. And that's, you know, the rest of the story. The, the wedding is like, uh, the, the leader at the wedding is like, this is the best one. You said to last? This is crazy. Like, this is awesome. And so everybody hears about this miracle Jesus does. Now fast forward, and he's coming back to the same town and everybody remembers this Jesus. Word gets out that Jesus is headed that way. Now guess what happens? Verse 46. So he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had turned water to wine. And at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. When this man heard that Jesus had come to Judea, to Galilee, he went to him and asked him to come down and heal his son, for he was at the point of death. So Jesus said to him, Unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, Sir, come down before my child dies. And then Jesus said to him, Go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him went on his way. As he was going down, his servant met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them what hour when he began to get better and they said to him, it was yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he himself believed 
and all his household. This was now the second sign that Jesus did when he had come to Judea of Galilee. Think about this for a second. The ripple effect of what Jesus does when he simply honors the people that are right in front of him at the wedding really spurs on this chain reaction of word and people hearing about Jesus. So as he's coming into the town of Galilee or Capernaum, people had heard about this Jesus because of what he had done in the past. Now, I want to be very clear about the ripple effect of our life. There is a ripple effect and every decision that we make have consequence. When we decide to go away from God's desired plan in our life, there is consequence. There's a ripple effect that begins to happen. But here's the deal. As soon as you decide to turn back into what God has originally designed for your life, God begins to right the things that were once wronged. Now, that doesn't mean some of those circumstances or, or uh, consequences don't take the finished act of fruition, but God is going to make right some of those things that are beginning to happen. And that's just the word. As we love God and are called into his purpose, all things that the enemy meant for evil, he's turning towards something good. So here's what we can know. If maybe today you know you're walking in a way that's contrary to what God has called on your life, I promise you just ahead, if it hasn't happened yet, there is a consequence that is coming. Do not wait till the consequence comes and it's felt. Turn toward the way in which God has invited us to go and you will begin a ripple effect that makes life change in the most positive kind of way. Here's how I want to invite us to do this. And we were talking about this uh, backstage just a little bit ago, but we were talking about in 2021, the most important and and, and most necessary thing for many of us to begin to create, if God has laid before us two rules we talked about last week, is is that we would uh, love God right where we are, that we would serve him right where we are. The kingdom is among you. Now serve the people that are right in front of you. Hey, listen, I wanna speak to the church for a second. Uh, If we wanna turn the world upside down, many of us need to start businesses right now. You need to start businesses though that don't operate according to a worldly standard but according to a standard that your king has set forth the kingdom that you are a part of right where you are. Many of us are trying to exist in a culture and and, and with rules that our king has not set for us. Now, you can serve the people right in front of you, but some of you today need to start businesses and actually see the kingdom advance under your leadership. Some of you need to step up and do that. And then we need to call our brothers and sisters and many who are uh, outside of the realm of this to come experience the kingdom and see it advance. Because here's the deal. I promise you, when you start operating according to heavenly principles, heaven comes to earth. And heaven is better than earth. We are people of heaven. And we've received a king and his kingly rule. So, Step into God's kingly rule and design, whether that be in your house, in your business, or in somebody else's business. Operate according to the rules that God has placed for you and us in his kingdom. And I promise you, this is how heaven begins to advance among an earthly place here. People experience heaven as you operate according to heavenly standard. 
This is what we're invited into. Then look at what happens. The ripple effect of stepping in obedience and just doing what Jesus said do. Watch what happens. The woman at the well, the entire town of Samaria gets reached. All the things we've been talking about, you begin to see the move of God. And just today, as I'm thinking about the move of God, here's what I want us all to know at Midtown Community. Many of you know we partner with North Star Church, and they allow us graciously to use their building for absolutely free. So we have trailers with, with our kids' equipment in it. We find out that there's a church trying to start in West Knoxville called TriStar Church under Matt Grimes. Matt calls me up and says, hey, man, we're trying to get all this stuff going. He's telling me about money issues during COVID season. And I said, man, look, don't buy any of that stuff. We got it. <laughs> and we're not using it right now. So why don't you just take it and use it for free? And he said, wait, free? And I said, uh, absolutely free. Go ahead and thank Scott Cagle and Northstar because it's absolutely free. And I just want to give a shout out to them. Thank you, Northstar. Absolutely free. Because they said, this building is not ours. It's the king's. And you're part of the kingdom. Kingdom rules. So, kingdom rules continue. Look at Matt. Hey, Matt, this is absolutely free because it's the king's and you're a part of the kingdom. <laughs> it's not ours anyways. It's dad's and he gave it to us. So take it for free. And he calls me up and he says, hey man, listen, because you're able to do that, we had some of the money saved up that we were trying to save to buy some of this stuff. And we're actually gonna start a church in Memphis, Tennessee now. Listen to this. What would it have taken if I came before the church and I said, hey, in 2021, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna start a church in Memphis, Tennessee. What's it going to take? Now, we're going to get a list, and I'm going to call half of y'all who are better at stuff than I am, and we're going to make a list a mile long of what we need to do to plant a church in Memphis, Tennessee. But I guarantee you not one point on that list is, here's how we're going to plant a church in Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, North Star, we're going to stay in this building for free. Not, not, not at all. But the one move that this whole thing begins with is a faith-filled church that says we will operate according to the rules of the kingdom. And when we do, there is a ripple effect that begins and goes and goes and goes and never stops. Changes the trajectory. And if you think about this, if a church is being planted in Memphis, Tennessee, how many lives are going to be transformed because of the move of God in Memphis, Tennessee? Even if it's five or 10 or 20, whatever it is, 20 people that continue a move for the rest of their days on and on and on. Think about it. All because one church decided to say, we will operate according to kingdom rules. You see, when we simply say yes to God, there is a wave that God begins. And I, I, I say it's, it's something like a God rule. Like it's, it's like God mode. You enter God mode when you just step into what he designed for you to be. And when you step into this purpose, we will get everything we ever wanted to get, but we couldn't have got there unless we did it his way. Let Jesus be king. And what Jesus, let God be uh, true and everybody else a liar. Let God's word be true and everything else a lie. And so in this season, 
where there's so much confusion in 2021, would you not adopt any rule for yourself that isn't God's rule placed for you? And if you'll adopt God's rules for you, it will set you free. And if you'll receive it, it can be a part of your life. It will influence your life. And if he's the influence of your life, then from your life will flow rivers of living water. And I believe the ripple effect will go on forever and ever and ever. It is a wonderful joy to see all that God is doing in this season. But Jesus lays out for us in this story as we finish up John chapter 4. He just simply serves everyone right in front of him. And the ripple effect, the cause and effect of that move goes forever and ever and ever. Would you, through this season as we've been talking about these stories, would you share with us maybe how is God moving in your life? What's he speaking to your spirit through these messages? How has it moved your uh, actions in your family? How is it transforming the way that you deal in your business or your neighbors? Are you stepping in obedience in a brand new way? Are you experimenting? Are you seeing God move? Are you seeing anything happen? Would you share those stories with us? And we're gonna begin to tell these stories of God-sized moves just by people who say yes. And I guarantee you it's gonna be found in just simply, I went on a walk with with my family and something happened. It's nothing extraordinary, but extraordinary comes from simple acts of faith that says, I'm available and yes. So today, would you say yes? And would you adopt the kingdom principle that he's placed on your life? And we will begin to see the ripple effect that goes forever and ever and ever. I love you guys. Thanks so much for being here. And we will see you soon.